from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. You guys have questions, we've got answers. A little segment we call, Hey Joe. Joe cracked the door, uh. All right, fellas, our first Hey Joe question comes from Mark Cuban. Oh. Hey Joe. How much is Luca worth on the open market right now? Of course, all of our Hey Joe questions when Ovius are not is not here are all completely legitimate. And yeah, Mark, after last night, I'm gonna guess the price of poker went up on Luka Doncic. Just a bit. Sixty points, twenty-one rebounds, ten assists. Dennis, they've been playing NBA basketball since nineteen forty six. It's been a while. First time ever there's been a sixty, twenty, and ten triple double. First time ever. From, it's from a point guard. I could see maybe back when Wilt Chamberlain or with somebody blocks. like that was playing yes. with blocks or something along those lines because those guys, were, everything ran through the post back then. But a point guard getting 20 rebounds? So the Mavs win in overtime, 126-121. So it's the first 60-20-10 game in NBA history. Uh-huh. How about this? This is from Tim McMahon over at ESPN. NBA teams, you ready for this? We're O. And 13,884 in the last 20 years when trailing by at least nine points with 35 or fewer seconds remaining. Wait, say that one more time in the, for the people in the back. In the last 20 years. Okay, last 20 years. NBA teams that were trailing by at least nine points okay. with 35 seconds left Okay, were O okay. and 13,884. 13,884. Correct. Okay. This is what it sounded like because Doncic gets to the foul line and they had to do the old miss the free throw, get somehow get the rebound, make the shot. This is what he did to send the game to overtime. There's a video from the baseline showing this, and you see the Knicks players like, really? <laughs> really? This guy just did that? Really? This reminds me of when, remember Duke did this? Mm-hmm. Trey Jones missed it off the front of the rim, but he missed it hard. Yeah, against Carolina. Against Carolina. It, it, was, was, the, it was the year Carolina wasn't good. Yeah. And I saw Roy Williams about a week after that, and he said, we went back the next day we practiced, and I had my guys try for 20 minutes. <laughs> To duplicate what Trey Jones mm-hmm. did. He's like, we couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Couldn't get the bounce. So Luka gets the hard shot off the back of the rim. Able after a little bit of a scrum, catch it, shoot it, about a 10-footer, put it up, sends the game to OT. But this is not why we were celebrating no, Luka no, no, Doncic no, no. today. Not, not. not the insane 0 for 13,886. Not for becoming the first player in NBA history with a 60-20-10 triple double. No, no, no. No. Nope. It's because of what he said after the game that mm-hmm. we are celebrating Luka Doncic. 60 points, 20 boards, never it never happened, baby. How's it feel right now? I'm tired as hell. <laughs> you can rest later. You're young. I need a recovery beer. <laughs> I need That's it. a recovery beer. Where would you rate a recovery beer in terms of, I mean, shower beer's got to be up there. Okay. Airport beer's got to be up there. Airport beer. Beach beer yeah. has to be on this list. But recover and rally beer. Recover and rally I beer. I mean, that's 
underrated. As someone who plays in a beer hockey league, I've had a couple recovery beers after a game. All right. So, yeah, recovery beer definitely up there. Definitely hot. I'm going to put shower beer at number one just because. All right, next one. I got a proposition for you. All right, our next Hey Joe question from Antique Outlaws. Hey, Joe. What is Gardner's greatest treasure? This is a legit question, by the way, from Hager. This was a legit this question. This is a legit question. So there's a lot of things that Gardner has going for them. Yeah. They have Naheem Hines, mm-hmm. Wolfpack legend, NFLer. They have Scotty McCreary, which is probably the right answer here. Is it, though? Scotty, country music, yeah. on his way to becoming a legend. Okay. We have Jonathan Rand and his whole family. I say John Rand. Because there's not only Rand Road, but there's New Rand Road. That's true. He has two roads. Both. You have Eddie Gray, longtime basketball, high school basketball coach there, retired, yeah. but but won a state championship, mm-hmm. a, a legend in his own in his own time there. I was gonna say Angie's restaurant. Angie's. Ooh. Great place. Ooh. Ooh. Tim Stevens, my former colleague at the News and Observer, okay. another Garner treasure for sure. That's a pretty good list. It's a solid list. I went straight to John Rand. Angie's? Angie's? That's it's a solid entry. You're a breakfast person. I'm a huge breakfast person. So am I. I can eat breakfast every meal. I could definitely eat breakfast every meal. And I Angie's might do does that tonight, actually. An unbelievable job. Yeah. Too bad they're they're not open at this. There's a limited moment. window. <laughs> There's a limited window. They do you. open at 5.30 tomorrow morning, and I am off tomorrow, and I am willing to wake up to go eat it. Love it. All right. Next up. Now lean back. Uh-huh. Lean back. All right. Our next Hey Joe question from Irvin. Hey Joe. Worst contract slash trade, Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson? This is a coin toss, isn't it? Yes. Now, to be clear, Russell Wilson is not a despicable human being in the same way that Deshaun Watson is. So we should start there. If we look at it in the vacuum, (laughs) well, yes. We should probably start there. We're looking at this in terms of their contract and their performance. We're looking at it in the vacuum of football. Correct. (laughs) We're looking at it in that that lens. Correct. What would you say? Because... They're both locked into these players. Now, Deshaun Watson willingly sat out the 2021 football season. People often forget that. Yeah, he's like, you he can just make suspended. me Yeah, mm-hmm. he wasn't suspended. No, he wasn't. So he set his own career back by being stubborn with the mm-hmm. Texans in 21. Then he's traded this year. He gets ended up being suspended for 11 games. Okay? And, and I don't care who you are, Dennis. You can't miss two years of football. No. And then magically come back at that position – and think you're just going to pick it up where right where you left off. Yeah. That's not realistic. So I don't necessarily blame Watson football for football purposes for not being the player that he was the last time we saw him. Mm-hmm. Right? Not only that, you're on the you're on the Browns. Also, things to remember that I love to talk about with Tom Brady. Deshaun Watson went to Clemson. Okay. Yeah. Deshaun Watson ain't ready to play outdoor football for the Cleveland Browns no. in December and January. No. He ain't ready for it. No. Okay, and he, he was in a dome in Texas. Yes, and you saw this in the most recent game that the Browns played. They lost at home to the Saints, right? Yeah. He ain't ready for Cleveland. I'm just going to say that He's to you. Not. Now, they gave him the money, and they gave him a, a plum deal that he, quite frankly, in the circumstances that he was in, did not deserve. No, not at all. So we can say that about that contract, but he's still young, and I will say this for Deshaun Watson. I, I before all of his issues – sexual misconduct, mm-hmm. I I affectionately would refer to him, respectfully would refer to him as a cockroach because he would drag that Texans team, whether they were up 20 or down 20, mm-hmm. that he knew he would fight. Oh, yeah. He would fight. Russell now, I think, is at the point in his career 
he doesn't run anymore. No. And I know why he doesn't run, but it's a matter of self-preservation because he has it in his head that he's going to play till he's 45. But I got really bad news for him. He's he's 34. He will yeah. not be in the league to, uh, until after this contract's ending. Mm. He might not even make it to the end of this contract if he doesn't start incorporating what got him to this point in his NFL career. Well, here's the thing. They always talk about what's first to go, the legs, right? So, he, okay, now he's trying to sit there and be something that he fully isn't in terms of sitting there, okay, I can stand in the pocket yeah. and do all – I can read defenses, do all those things. I can do everything that Tom Brady has done in his career. You've never been that. And he's, he's never, never had, had he's never had a great offensive line. No. He's never had great weapons around him. So I don't and, and I'm not saying he needs to read the run option the rest of his career. No. That's not what I'm saying. But he needs to get back to extending plays. He needs to get back to extending drives. This is what made him great. Mm. And just as Watson had an adjustment, he had an adjustment going from Seattle to Denver this year. He also missed time last year. This gets me back to the size of quarterbacks and their durability. Yep. We're, we're seeing this time and time again, whether it's Kyler Murray or Tua Tungabailoa or Russell Wilson. You know, we the, all these guys look at, and we, we do this in the NBA too. We think, oh, well, everyone's going to be like LeBron. They're going to they're gonna be dominating the league at 38. No, oh, yeah. No, LeBron's no. the exception. I, exactly. Those guys are the exception. And, yeah, I agree with you in terms of the, the stature and those things of those guys. For, for example, it seems like when Kyler Murray's hurt, those injuries just seem to linger longer like a, oh like an ankle sprain or something like that maybe somebody might miss two weeks or maybe just a week for him it seems like it's three four and it still impacts him when he comes back that's why i'm i really am truly concerned about him with that acl tear yeah that all being said is he gonna be the same player when he comes we we, saw, we talked about robert griffin the third yesterday he wasn't the same player after that adrian peterson's the exception oh, yeah, yeah the while thing. we're talking about exceptions yeah, yeah. we're talking adrian peterson in, in that example is the exception like chris godwin in tampa the wide receiver he's a year past his acl tear and he's still not fully back chase young who's a freakish athlete plays for washington still not fully back from that but to get back to Irvin's question here which is worse i think the russell wilson one is because one his age like you mentioned the 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 deterioration of his play and just how things for him, it's going to be the, the, the value of him is going to just quickly diminish, right? It's like driving a new car off the lot instantly loses value that. And just all the stuff that they gave up to get him, they're not going to be able to put anything around him. At least with Cleveland, they've done a pretty decent job in recent years of building yeah. some stuff around that team. Watson, I, I, Watson's 27. Russ is 34. He's much younger. But back to your point about Watson playing in the AFC North. Have fun in Pittsburgh in December when TJ Watts barreling down on you. Good luck. Yeah, he's definitely not prepared for that. He's not. I think we got time for one more here. Grammar? Now lean back. Lean back. All right. And our final Hey Joe question is actually a Hey Dennis moment. So, Dennis, I'll let you take this one away. Uh, We do have a Hey Dennis moment. Uh, Unfortunately, someone's not representing the brand of of the name Dennis properly today. Actually, uh, this this ties in yesterday. So, we mentioned about Matt Rule and his comments regarding NIL and and players coming to Nebraska. I don't want anyone in Nebraska who's here just for the money. Blah, blah, blah. This is a legit, legit quote from Matt Rule. Well, yesterday, Matt Rule air quotes read the quote and this is what it this was like. matt rule earlier today uh if someone only wants to come play for us and play for me because of what we or someone else you know can help with nil that's that's not really what i'm looking for I, I, 
Yeah, I'm looking for someone that wants to come here, be part of a family, that wants to come here, fight, scratch, and claw for us to win a championship. Okay, So, so that's po- a real quote from Matt Rule. Yeah, so I posted that online yesterday because I get a lot of the Matt Rule stuff still. Right. This guy, Dennis. Dennis, who names her kid that? A Nebraska fan. I guess. Responded back saying, I don't get how people think this is odd. It's just the same statement about, quote, fit that every large organization makes. Nebraska players will be among the most highly paid in the country. He just wants to make sure they don't pick Nebraska primarily because of money. He also further said, maybe it's a slow day for real things to discuss, or maybe maybe people like being dishonestly uncharitable. Whoa. I was like, okay. <laughs> Dennis. Seems aggressive. Dennis, you clearly don't get the bit. I was reading a quote by Matt Rule in the voice and tone of Matt Rule. That was the joke. So, yeah, it was a real real line. But clearly, Dennis doesn't get it, and he sets our name back hundreds of years by saying things like this. $73 million, by the way. That's what Matt Rule's getting. Yeah, exactly. But no, this he's not is, he's not going there for a cut rate. But yeah, like, hey, Dennis, understand that it, it's a bit. Okay. But this guy clearly didn't get it. So, hey, Dennis, do better. Such are the perils. I know. See, now it puts the burden on me and my father, who also is named Dennis, to carry the name. Because we have people like this dragging us down. Roddy Jones, ACC Network, ESPN. He's actually going to be in New York tomorrow. No, Thursday. Yeah, that's tomorrow, Jillio. Get it straight. Syracuse, Minnesota are facing off in the... Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to jimallen.com and start your next move today. That's jimallen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. Pinstripe will be on the call with our guy, West Durham. Roddy, appreciate you taking some time for us. Are you in New York yet? Oh, I am walking down 34th oh, Street boy. right now. I'm standing at 34th and 7th Avenue. You better believe it. So if it gets a little loud, okay. that's why. I was trying to make it back to my hotel room in time for this, but uh, but you know how it goes. Oh, uh, you're good, man. Is it is the wind whipping, though? It is not that bad. Oh, like, perfect. It's probably in the low 40s, high 30s. Oh, bomby. Very little wind to speak of. Yeah, it's just it's solid. All right, so who who do you think will mess it up first for the state of North Carolina? I think we can knock on what about Duke. Will it be Carolina tonight against Oregon? Will it be NC State on Friday against Maryland? Uh, it's going to be Carolina tonight against Oregon. Um, and, and look, it really has very little to do with uh, who's playing for North Carolina. That certainly plays into it. Um, but it has more to do with the fact that Oregon's a really good team. And over the course of the season, uh, Oregon was a better team than Utah was. Utah should not have been the, the, the champion of the Pac-12. Oregon was up big against Oregon State yeah, in stop their rivalry game the last week of the year. Yeah, and if they win that game, Utah never makes it to the championship. And I think Oregon beats USC uh, because of how that team was structured. So uh, Oregon is really good, and, and they've got a lot of momentum. Obviously, they're going to have to deal with with uh, with with Drake May and the fact that that he, you know he had a month to sort of get back to his form. 
but even full strength. I mean, Oregon has consistently all year been a top 15 team. Carolina's just been so up and down. Oregon's more complete. I, I think Carolina loses tonight. Roddy Jones, ACC Network, ESPN, joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. That's Dennis Cox. I'm Joe Giglio. All right, so I look at Carolina, and they're 9-4. and four. They won their division. Drake May had an outstanding season. Do you think a, a loss to Oregon, which would be what, four straight losses then, right? Do you think yeah. that sours or changes what Carolina has done this season in any way, shape, or form? I think it makes people feel differently, certainly. Um when you look at the way the season ended, uh, and obviously Drake May had the worst three performances of his season in the last three games that they played of the regular season. Now, Georgia Tech was playing excellent on defense at that time of the year. Uh, obviously, NC State and Clemson were the best two defenses in the league all year long, at least NC State uh, from a complete standpoint and, and Clemson from a talent standpoint. So some of it has to do with the fact that, that, that the competition got significantly harder. Uh, but I actually think that this could be something that this Carolina team uses for positive. Uh, this team has not dealt with success all that well over the course of Mac Brown's tenure. They certainly have not dealt with cats on the pack all that well. And so losing four straight in the year is, is going to put them in a position where they're going to feel like they have a lot to prove in the offseason. So uh, I, it'll be interesting to see how it develops with Phil Longo gone, Chip Lindsey coming in how the offense changes. But all in all, um, I think if you'd have told Carolina fans that you're going to be a 9 team, they'd have taken it. This doesn't feel quite as good, especially if they drop the bowl game tonight. Roddy, win or loss, how, is it, how important is it that we don't overreact to bowl results because of all these changes in the offseason that you had mentioned? Oh, my goodness. Um, if there's one thing I can tell fans and, and analysts and people who cover the sport, like don't pay any attention to the bowl game at all. Because there's varying levels of motivation. There's varying levels of coaching staff. Like, you look at like, Louisville's coaching staff for that bowl game, which actually won. They had three full-time assistants coaching that bowl game. Three. Three of the ten that were coaching over the course of the year were still there for the bowl. And then when you mix in players coming in and out, when you mix in motivation, coaches, uh, all that stuff, and then just, like, the weirdness of bowl games in general, the fact that Luke Fickle steps in and he's, like, automatically just a quick fix for, for Wisconsin – um, it's the weirdness of bowl games. So I think overall, you can't really take any bowl game too seriously. Obviously, the playoffs, but but again, like it's a month since you last played. They're such self-contained entities that I really feel like uh, I feel like you can't look into it too much. Roddy Jones, ACC Network, ESPN, joining us here on the OG. Uh, piggybacking there, Roddy. I thought Duke would show up today. We talked about motivation. You talk about a team hungry to be back into a bowl game, and and they're showing out right now, twenty to seven over UCF. I, I kind of expect State to show up too down in Charlotte. I know there's there's a lot of history with Maryland. I, I look at Maryland as just a, an okay Big Ten team, and I see this as another opportunity for NC State to kind of build off that Carolina win. What do you see when you see the Wolfpack and how they can close this season? I would expect NC State to come out and play. There's so many guys that are going to be playing in their last game for NC State that, that I really feel like uh, they're, they're going to come out and play well, especially on defense. I mean, this defense has been building towards this season and this sort of moment for the last, what, four years since 2019? Uh, and they have consistently gotten better together. Um, so many of those guys have done so much for NC State that uh, that I think they're going to come out and play well. And, and, and Maryland was a fine team in the Big Ten, but outside of 
uh, the top three teams in that conference. Big Ten wasn't very good, especially on offense this year. So, so I do think there's sort of a caveat there. In the East, I mean, it was Ohio State, it was Penn State, and it was Michigan. And then outside of that, I mean, it depended on what day. And Maryland was probably the best of the rest. Yeah. Uh, but, again, it's not saying much because it was such a top-heavy league with, with a lot of parity elsewhere. So I, I expect NC State to come out and play well. I think Maryland's going to have a tough time moving the football. They have not been as good offensively this year as I thought they would be. Um, and, and I'm curious to see how State performs offensively. Because, as you said, like, I was surprised at how, uh, at how effective Ben Finley was. Uh, against uh, against Carolina, and I think that they, as a group, can build off of that no matter who's playing quarterback. Rod, Roddy Jones, ACC Network, ESPN, joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. My final question here for for you, Roddy, is if UNC wins, does that mean NC State automatically is going to lose on Friday? Because that's usually how this happens, right? <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, it would be very NC State for Carolina to win and then them to lose in the belt bowl and watch uh, Michael Oxley get dumped in Mayo. Oh, um, no. Yeah, I, I, I will, I will say, I will say, this is a year where Car- the, the Carolina schools together have produced something that they have never done before, which was all four make a bowl game. Maybe this is the year where Carolina, North Carolina, goes undefeated as a state in bowl games with NC. State Central leading the way, and then NC State closing it out. It would be incredible, an incredible feat. Roddy, do you have a New Year's resolution before we let you go? Yeah, to talk to you more, Joey. Oh, that's okay. my New Year's resolution. I- I'm going to tell you what my New Year's resolution is. I'm going to give you more lead time before I need you to come on this program and talk to me. How about that? <laughs> I, you know what? I won't even hold you to that. Because <laughs> I, love, uh, I love the amount of lead time we get. I'll say, Roddy, as a normal producer of this program, I'm going to say good luck with that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, no, I, am, I am here at your beck and call, Julio. You're the bestest. Enjoy the Bronx. If you can get over to Arthur Avenue, do it. You might not have enough time. But enjoy New York. And great to talk to you. And happy New Year to you. Best of luck to you. Right, Hopefully talk y'all. to you happy soon. Happy New Year. Roddy Jones, ACC Network, ESPN. Again, he'll be on the call for the Pinstripe Bowl. That's tomorrow. Syracuse and Minnesota. Hasn't exactly been on my radar. Cox. I don't think it's been on either Syracuse nor Minnesota's <laughs> radar. Let's be honest here. You know what has, though? The John Wall. Such a great event. Mm-hmm. Every year. Brought in high school. 50 years now. Celebrating 50 yeah. years. Best teams. Best high school teams. Best high school players have been here. This year's no exception. We're going to talk to Webb Wellman on the other side about that unique Raleigh event. Next. At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. 